Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, along with Brendan Escott. Uh, quick text on the Ashley Fine Flores text line from the Chisler out of Las Vegas. Hey, Bob, any chance a little of maybe mentioning men's league, A-league stats here in Las Vegas? Yeah, that's probably not happening. Cal in Spruce Grove says, Bob, not enough toughness on the team. I was hoping for a Coleman, uh, but he was too expensive. Nick Ritchie would have been good, too. Uh, Must be more guys available soon. Well, we're going to have a bit of that conversation as we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Oh, yeah, I'm in studio, so I've actually got a hard copy of the script. Our Oilers Now headliner today is brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we welcome back to the show, Brian Lawton. Hello, Brian. How are you doing? You're doing fantastic, Bob. Are you? I'm glad you are. I am. Yep. Uh, I'd imagine the Oilers aren't, but I am. Well, you know what's interesting is we've got some, you know, you've got some fans, ah, they're, hey, they're 11 and 4 and 15. Yep, they went 2 and 3 in the road. Wasn't a great trip. Yep, didn't look pretty last night. End of a five game road trip. Uh, And I don't normally do this, but. The guy told me to, so I, Wayne, I, I spoke to uh, Wayne this morning, and he just said, Bob, we, we struggled all the time in the last game of the road trips when we went from the West. You've been away for uh, a week to eight days. You played five games. You're sitting in a pretty good spot. And he goes, and the orders aren't getting any freebies because they got McDavid and Settle, and the Jets were ready to go. And uh, and then Miko gives one up in the first couple of minutes, and he, even though he's played well, some some nights it's tougher than others. So you, t- you take us through what that's like as a former player, maybe for you going out west on an extended west uh, trip where you've been on the road for four or five games. Uh, You know, were those challenges, I mean, it's a little bit different when you're in the east, playing in the east, because you're so close to one another. Uh, But just a thought on that. Yeah, I mean, I've done it both ways. Obviously, I played for the Sharks. I remember we had a seven-game road trip out east early on in the inaugural season. We tied one game. It was painful. Every game just, you know, got worse and worse and by the end of the trip we were getting killed uh it happens it's frustrating new york islanders you look at them they just came off a 13 game road trip wasn't all the way 
But these last four games, uh, the wheels really fell off the bus for them. Now, they were besieged with some injuries, uh, but they just didn't have it as a group, period. They were badly outclassed, really, in Tampa and Florida. And uh, they'll be looking to regroup. Well, that's what the Edmonton Oilers need to do. They're not going to win every game. You're correct. 11-4. If you would have told me they'd be 11-4 before the season started, I would have said that was pretty darn good. But as a coach, they hate it. They want to win every game. The nice thing about Dave Tippett, he's not going to lose his mind over it. He understands exactly the question you're asking. He understands where the players are. He's going to try to motivate them, obviously. He wants better performance. But he also understands it's a marathon. It is not a sprint playing in the NHL. Yeah, well, and it's uh, it's it's going to be uh, – one of the things that was a little bit – it's becoming quite apparent – uh, and it's not a finished product. We know it's not a finished product. We know the Oilers, uh, you know, they're, they've got a couple perhaps organic options to potentially add by, say, March. Dylan Holloway up front, Philip Broberg on defense. They had a couple guys that didn't even get on the ice, I think, in the third period last night. Brendan Perlini and Kyle Turris. Now, these guys have been mostly offensive players in their career, and they're on the fourth line at Edmonton. Um how easy is it to sort of change the dynamic there and maybe get more traditional fourth-line players? And, and on that thought, I mean, Winnipeg sort of exerted a physical influence in last night's game. Even Pierre-Luc Dubois was running around a bit. Um, do you think the Oilers have enough physicality in their lineup, and should they perhaps be looking for a little bit different type of dynamic? Well, I thought it was evident in a couple games on the road trip that they just weren't getting much for, you know, kind of an old tune we've heard before about this team, which is their bottom six. I know you're singling out two guys, but, you know, it's just collectively as a group, you can't show up every night and expect Connor and Leon to do it. Uh, They're good enough, and sometimes I think the team gets caught watching and waiting for those guys. But if you want to build a Stanley Cup contender, you've got to have other guys that bring it every night that are comfortable with their roles, uh, that get into a game like last night, and they're going to turn it up a notch on the physicality. They're going to match what's needed in order for the club to win. I didn't feel like the Oilers really got that, uh, obviously, in a couple of games. And that's just some of the information as a GM, as a coach, you're going to bring in and you're going to discuss, and you're going to try to figure out if there's a way to coach up the players that are in those roles, or are you going to find somebody else at some point? You know, the Edmonton Oilers have an elite hockey team, uh, but they need you know a more complete team on a consistent basis if they want to do any damage in the playoffs, and that's really what this season's all about, Bob. Yeah, and I, you know, I got to tell you, being on the road and uh, you know uh, the, on the five-game road trip, to me, the one thing that became obvious is they couldn't sustain anything with lines three and four on the trip. And that hurt them in a no. couple games, right? Like Buffalo, I almost want to throw that game out the window because uh, they did what they needed to do to give themselves a puncher's chance to win that game, which was not to hard forecheck the orders at all, but to sit back. I mean, Edmonton beat two of the best three teams they played on the road trip, which was Boston and St. Louis. Um, Detroit's quicker than I think people give them credit for, and they didn't necessarily sit back. Buffalo, definitely. That wasn't even a 1-2-2, Brian. That was a 1-1-3 that they were playing against the Oilers, and they were just praying upon Edmonton to make some mistakes. And then the other factor is they've had to run Miko Koskinen the whole way because they haven't had Mike Smith 
and that and that is right. right like it there's I mean he played terrific in St. Louis and helped steal a win for Edmonton in that game but then he gives up a, just an ugly goal two minutes in last night yeah I mean for the most part I think Nico Kassin has played very well but when he's off he's really off and it can be debilitating to the club because it's generally early and it's generally a goal that I'm sure if you asked him, he'd say he wished he could have back. Uh, that starts to wear on you as as a team when that happens, because in a lot of cases, you know, the team just immediately deflates, and that's tough on the road. So uh, hopefully Mike Smith will be back. But again, more information. The Oilers are finding out about their team. That's what it is for everybody. Nobody goes wire to wire in this league. Everybody's going to go through ups and downs. Uh, there's a lot of teams that haven't played well that I think are going to play much better. There's teams that have played well that I don't think are going to be able to sustain it. It's still early, but, you know, some of the challenges are things that I know as a management team they're really working on, trying to correct, trying to build a more complete team. And when the results aren't quite there early, uh, you know, it's something that's definitely – going to catch their attention, and it's something that I would imagine they're going to take a long, hard look at. Uh, Dave Kibbett, on the other hand, it doesn't really matter for him. He needs to coach the players they give him. He needs to find find ways to get the most out of them. He'll give his input. That's just the way Tip is. But um, overall, you know, and the one thing about Ken Holland, he's been doing this for so long, uh, he's not going to be rattled by it. But He's a grinder, and he's going to want to fix it. And uh, I'm curious to see what solutions he comes up with. We're joined right now by Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now in the 630 Chet Studios. The Oilers with an NHL CBA mandated off day uh, today. All right, I'm going to give you the uh, $64,000 question. Here we go. So Edmonton right now, they went into last night's game a combined 130% on the power play in the PK, which is pretty good. Number one in the league on the power play, number two in the PK. So it's really tough to criticize the penalty kill. However, they had a stretch where, you know, they took four or five penalties last night. Drysaddle got a double minor. So I'm going to throw a scenario at you. In the past, McDavid has turned momentum in games against Winnipeg specifically around with shorthanded tallies and shorthanded setups. Um... It's tough to argue with what Dave Tippett has done by not deploying Connor McDavid much on the PK. He's vastly improved in the face-off circle, as you know, Brian. He's a 55% guy. Would you be opposed to throwing him out there once in a while just to give him something to think about? I would not. But I will tell you that, as I said earlier, it is a marathon. And you do not want to burn Connor McDavid out. He is a little bit like a thoroughbred he just keeps going and going and going. He doesn't really have any governor, and you have to do it for him, in my opinion. And I think Dave Tippett is really aware of that. You could definitely improve the play of the team in the short term if you used him more on the power play, if you snuck him out there more shifts. But I think you uh, on the penalty kill on the uh, on the penalty kill. So you wouldn't give him. I, I understand. Yeah, I I would give him when I need it the odd shift there, but I would not go to that every single game. Yeah. Um, you know, some nights it's probably, I mean, how tempting would it be for anyone that's coaching Connor McDavid to just keep saying, just keep opening the door and get back out there, get back out there, but you can't do it. And it's hard to do. We've seen a lot of people do it. I mean, you hear the 
Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup back in like 04. Marty St. Louis and Vinny LeCavier went wire to wire and played 23 plus minutes a night. One of them over 24 as a forward. It has been done. I don't think it's a smart thing to do. I really don't. Well, and again, you're sitting there and your PK is at like, I think it went into last night's game at like 88% or something like that. It was ridiculous. It's had a great start to the season. Speaking of great start yeah. to the season, how much of the time on the NHL network do you guys spend right now? Connor McDavid in the Edmonton Oilers with Leon Dreisaitl leading the league in goals and scoring. Uh, you know what? I am so pleased for the Edmonton Oilers, to be honest with you, to see our new partners in the United States putting their games on more than ever. Um, it's been something that's puzzled me the last few years, to be honest with you. And I think that that's changing and that's enormous. We spend a ton of time on Connor and Leon at NHL Network. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're not just two premier stars. They are the two stars right now for me. Uh, they deserve the airtime they get. Uh, anybody that's not watching, you know, the fans at Edmonton know already. But around the NHL, I think I say it once a night. If you're not watching every Edmonton Oilers game and you're a diehard hockey fan, you're missing out uh, because these guys are so dynamic. It's it's so exciting. The game is so different than when I played. I mean, you know, three bench clearing brawls in my first year. Nobody was running around like these guys, not even Gretz the way that they do it, you know, because they do it with a little bit of reckless abandon. And back then, there were some guys that would have blown out their knee or something like that. I, I like that we've done a better job to change the rules. I'm a little bit disappointed that Connor isn't getting better calls, quite frankly, hmm. more calls. Hmm. Um, that messed me because when you look at other sports that are really killing it, star players are the guys that are driving the lead. What? Really? You should not, you should, you should not penalize a guy because he's really, really good or really, really fast. And I don't understand that. Uh, but I hear people say it. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Let him play. That's what you do. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. I don't care if the Oilers have 30 power plays a game. Just call it. That's what it should be, in my opinion. I found it funny, as uh, Brian Lawton joins us, Brian, that John Tortorella kind of called out, oh, McDavid's the owner. He's never going to win playing that way, and he needs to just shut up. Because Connor, to my knowledge, I mean, I watched every every game that he's played. I don't recall him. Wayne Gretzky was certainly far more demonstrative with the officials than Connor McDavid has been. Um, so too was Sidney Crosby, far more in the face of the officials than McDavid. So I don't know where the shut up thing comes from. And and by the way, uh, you know, true enough, five v five, and that's what Tortorella said. Five v five, you can plan against him. The only guy that couldn't was John Tortorella because Edmonton went 5-1, and one, outscored Columbus 26-12 to 12 in the last six head-to-head -head meetings. Uh, and McDavid went plus nine in those games against John Tortorella's defensive-minded Columbus Blue Jackets. So I found that, of course, I would be the type of guy that would actually do the numbers on that, uh, Brian, as you know. I found those. And again, Brian, hey, John's totally entitled to his opinion. I just think he's from the old school. I think we need to... And, Tell me, how well do you know Ron Hainsey that works with the uh, NHLPA? Uh, I don't know Ron Hainsey super well, but I know Ron. Pretty smart guy, I'm told. Is that right? He is. Michigan yeah. State grad, I think. Um, sharp guy. 
always been a shark guy. I recruited him when he was a player when I was an agent. Sort of in the same role for the PA that Peros is in for the National Hockey League. And I'm wondering if, uh, you know, I mean, the, the PA, are they not, Brian, your former agent yourself, are they not always looking at ways to increase revenue? Uh, they are, just like the NHL is. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, but you're right, Bob. There is an old-school flavor to it. John Tortorella, I don't have any problem with John stating his opinion. It, it fell a little shit, a little bit short for me because I don't want to hear he has to change his game. I want to hear how he has to change his game. What exactly does Connor McDavid need to do better to win in the playoffs? That's what I wish John would have given us. Shut up. I don't see him. I just don't see it. So I, I didn't get it in the end. I don't have any problem with it. John is a very well-respected coaches. The other coaches really like John. Yep. Uh, I just couldn't tell if it was sensationalism or if there's really you know a concrete point. We, we make a lot of calls like that at NHL Network. We'll talk about things. We'll talk about players we think are playing great, we think aren't playing as well. But generally, we'll break down tape and we'll show exactly what we think the issue is or why they're playing great that was why it just came up a little short for me uh I, i'm not debating that john's a smart guy he's been a good coach but uh, no it, it fell just a little bit short for me to be honest with you yeah 10 straight games uh i think the final two games against anaheim mcdavid didn't get any calls either 10 straight games in the playoffs i'm going to tell you right now brian i believe it's going to change i believe it's coming um i think it has to i, I think so you think so yeah I do. I really do. It's hard not to look at the NFL and look at the massive changes that they've made. And, you know, just turn on an NFL channel, even in, even in Canada, on the weekend, and you can probably hear Brett Favre saying, well, Tom Brady's going to play forever, you know, if they keep the rules the way they are, because they allow his skill to come out. And as far as I know, Tom Brady is the most watched player in the NFL right now. He drives that league as much as any player, even in his 40s. I think it's incredible. But I attribute it to the changes that they've made to, to allow their star players to use their skill. Connor McDavid, he should have the same opportunity. He should not be penalized because he's on another level than most players in this league. Yeah, it's going to be really intriguing to watch. And, and people, you know, and here's what happens. Ah, oh, Stauffer, it's a loser's lament. Hey, it didn't matter last night. Winnipeg was better, but they pounded McDavid in that game. And there was lots of uncalled. St- and, I mean, it, it's funny. Well, they're doing a great job defending them. And, you know, like, I mean, certainly there were scenarios against Boston and St. Louis where McDavid was outright tripped within three feet of the referee, and they just decided not to call it. At one point, the referee skated by the Oilers bench and told the Oilers bench he tripped on his own when there were two sticks right. in on his feet. Like, it's just like, what the, what the hell are you talking about? Like, you just decided not to make... See, the theory is either they're not good enough as officials that they can't be in the right place and they can't keep up with the pace of his speed and his hands, or they're just electing not to make the call. So which one is it? I don't know. I And, and I know it drives... 60% of our texters nuts because they can see it. And then the other 40% that are don't like the team or think, ah, you know, it's, it's, if you didn't have McDavid, you wouldn't think this way. And there's a degree of truth to that, I think, a little bit. But I think we're getting to the place in the NHL, Brian. We got to sell the stars because the, star, the stars sell the tickets and they sell the TV numbers. I do believe they'll raise the level of the game, certainly in the United States, to new heights 
the more you can show people how talented these guys are. Um, I, I, I don't buy it in the non-calls. I, I do understand why it's difficult for the officials because you end up doing what's outside the standards when you have guys like Connor McDavid on the ice, and that is you may call five more penalties a game. And people look at that stuff, and we always want to make sure it's fair, but not at the expense of somebody being held back that sh- sh- shouldn't be. And that, that's my analysis. We've got really smart people that work on this that look at this. I believe what you're saying is true, that there's a little bit of an undercurrent saying, okay, this is getting just a little bit off, out of whack here, out of kilter. When this guy gets tripped and he didn't trip by himself, you got to call it, even if it's the eighth call of the game for the Edmonton Oilers or any other team. If Nathan McKinnon gets tripped, call it. If he's so fast that he can blast around guys that they got to slide a stick in there and knock them over, it's a penalty, period. Every team has fast guys in this league now, just for the record. Not as fast as Connor, but every team has guys that are capable of drawing penalties. And when they use that speed and skill, just call the penalties. Don't worry about it. Don't worry if it's one nothing. Don't worry if it's 7 nothing. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. Yeah. But we know they don't do that. Brian, great stuff. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Bob. Thank you. From the NHL Network, former GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning, started Octagon's player agency, Brian Lawton. He was our Oilers now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night of the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Tell Brendan, Chris, and Taylor, Oilers now sent you. We'll be back with some of your texts. It is currently 1254 in Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers now on 630 Jet. The play-by play voice of the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Elks. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It is 12.56 in Edmonton. Let's go to the Oilers Now injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Simply put, they're the best. And here's Brennan Escott. Now, Florida Panthers captain Alex Barkov is week to week now with a lower body injury, has avoided surgery though after taking a knee on knee shot from Islanders defenseman Scott Mayfield. And in an interesting turn of events, another Islanders defenseman, Ryan Pulak, is now out uh, four to six weeks with a lower body injury of his own. All right. Uh, Haji has taken time to text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, I have to disagree with you. With the generation of game managers instead of game officials uh, and all the focus on the Oilers power play, there is actually going to be a negative effect when it comes to McDavid and officiating. The Oilers will enter each game owning a higher threshold for a penalty as the officials will consciously or not, be aware that every time they call a penalty against the Oilers opponent, there's a 30 to 35 per chance, uh, percent chance of a goal. It will be akin to the 5 to 1, uh, the 5 1 threshold for a penalty before the Oilers even start a game. That one comes to us. Uh, from Haji. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Lauren says, who wants to watch nothing but power plays destroys the tempo of the game? The Oilers will never be winners in the playoffs when they think they're also playing against the referees, getting very tired of all the whining. You guys only see one side of it. The Oilers also get away with non-calls, but you never talk about it. That one comes to us from Lauren. 
Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Connor may be the most dynamic player in the world, but at this point in time, Leon has made it an argument as to, as to who is the best player in the game. I lean to Leon for all-around play, signed Kevin. Um, you know what? You know who wouldn't say that he's the best all-around player in the game? Leon Dreisaitl. He'd say, I'm playing with the guy who's the best player in the game. 12.59 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, David Staples, Cult of Hockey. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.